0: You think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's creating eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity. Nothing will be impossible. Hello, welcome to another episode of Las Vegas United. I am your host, Aaron Pino. And here at Las Vegas United, we are partnering with God to create an eternal testimony of his goodness, mercy, and power right here in the Las Vegas Valley. You know, I say it almost every week, Psalms 133 says this, how good it is for brothers to dwell together in unity for there is the commanded blessing of the Lord. And what's so awesome to me is we are seeing how God is blessing this valley with different community leaders, ministry leaders, business people, entrepreneurs who are filled with faith, filled with God, who are making a difference in their sphere of influence. So today I have a very special guest for us right here. Um, I want to introduce to you uh, Pastor Billy Crone. Pastor Billy, great to have you today. Hey, man. Pastor, uh, thanks, thanks for having me. It's great to be on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. It's 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 great to have you, man. Um, so, talk to us. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. How long you've been in Las Vegas? What you have going on here in the city?
1: Oh, gotcha. Well, hey, real quick, my background: basically a 1980s ex-headbanger, drug addict, oh, sexual, on, man, male was pig guy, involved in <laughs> Satanism, the occult, and New Age. Uh, I was probably demon possessed, uh, being trained with what I was to do. Uh, to invite these entities to come inside me and uh, things of that nature. So obviously, you know, a lot of demonic activity. Uh, I hated Christians. I thought Christians were a bunch of dumb duped idiots that had to have a book tell them what to do. I was much more intellectually superior than them, Mm. right? And uh, but uh, there was no warming up to Christianity for me. Uh, I saw a lot of hypocrisy growing up, unfortunately. Mm. And so when I got interested in spiritual things, I went the wrong way, uh, multitude of wrong ways. And But basically, God had mercy on me. So in 1993, I was 25 years old. I was coming home uh, after being at a bar one night and uh, a little bit still drunk and hungover and high and drugs coursing through my veins. And I get to my apartment and bang, the, the demonic activity happened again. This time, it wasn't the first time. This time it happened so bad. It scared me so much. I literally got used that demonic tear. I ran to my bedroom, I was all by myself, and I simply threw my hands up, I said, God, if you're real and you really want this life, you can have it. But I knew I specifically needed to have to call upon the name of Jesus Christ, Mm. from two people who did dare witness to me, and I was mean and nasty to them. (laughs) And I followed that up, and I I just, seriously, and I said, Jesus Christ, would you please forgive me and save me, and bang, instantly, man. It was like the weight of the world, I don't know if it was the demons leaving me, the darkness, the heaviness I was involved in, just lifted off me, I'm crying, laughing at the same time. I couldn't believe that God, after all I had done, being a blasphemer, a persecutor of the church, that he would save me. I said, you know, I, I, the words I had was like, he romanced me down to him. He mm. chased me down. I was running as fast as I could in the wrong direction. Wow. But he chased me down anyway, uh, and he saved me. And so basically, I'm a, I am wasn't raised in the church. I started reading the Bible. I figured you're supposed to do that as a Christian. I found church services to go to, and I went to every service to get my hands on. And so about two weeks old in the Lord, I'm reading the Bible one night as a brand new Christian. I close it. And right before I went to bed and I just simply said, God, I want to know more. Mm -hmm. And I woke up the next day with the idea, go to Bible college. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me. I can't be God. Right. (laughs) Because I'm going, I'm disqualified. I'm the ex-headbanger dude. I had to rock a hair down to here and all that yeah. stuff and all the drugs and immorality and the occult stuff I was involved in. And I thought you had to be related to Pat Boone, uh, you know, to, <laughs> to do that, you know, not yeah. me. But anyway, it persisted. Long story short, eight weeks after I'm saved, I'm in Bible college, later seminary the next seven years. And this was in California where I got saved, Northern California, Sacramento, and then basically started pastoring there for many years And then uh, God called us to New York, Western New York. Pastor there for five years, and then He called us here to Vegas about eleven years ago.
0: Wow, man, you just you just like you like just blew my mind out of the water, man. (laughs) That's uh, yeah, Pastor Billy, tell us a little bit more uh, more about yourself. Well, boom, (laughs) but I I I, I love it because um, the way God moves, the way God operates. He's turning Sauls into Pauls, man. Yeah, exactly. He's meeting guys on on the road to D- Damascus. Yeah, and he's changing everything around, man. I yeah. love it. I was actually in a metal band myself. All right, on man, growing up right here in Las Vegas. Shout out to Life Through Death. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the name of our our metal band. So, yeah, I'm still friends with the guys <laughs> there and luckily we all turn out okay we're all christians now you know right what I mean? Praise so god. It's, it's all good man wow what a testimony man yeah. yeah what a testimony so tell us why what church are you at right now sunrise bible church
1: uh been the pastor there since we came here vegas 11 years ago and uh, we just moved to our new facility in henderson come on and uh, so we're really excited about uh, the work that god's doing there yeah. and has been doing there for quite some time
0: yeah awesome man so tell me what do you see god doing in las vegas
1: Well, uh, what we're a part of, we're all about, uh, obviously, you know, uh, I tell Christians all the time, you know, how many guys want to know the will of God? And of course, everybody's
0: yeah, yeah, I wish I knew what God called
1: me to do. Well, it's pretty simple. You know, Uh, you need to, number one, uh, love him and grow up in your relationship with him, be a godly example amongst the lost, uh, and get the gospel out, right? There you go. You don't have to buy a book. You don't have to go to some secret agent uh, (laughs) conference. You don't have to go to that conference uh, praying fast for 15 years in that conference with meals included. Fasting comforts, get it? But anyway, so <laughs> that's your pastor joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, you don't know, it's, it's right there in the Bible. And so God tells us what we're called to do. And that's what we take our name serious, Sunrise Bible Church. You come to Sunrise, you're gonna get the Bible. You're gonna get all of it, not some of it. You're gonna get all the Bible. And the Bible says as Christians, number one, we need to love God and grow up in our relationship with Him. Two, we need to get the gospel out. And, and that's what we're all about. Uh, whatever way we can get the church equipped uh, in these last days to be those disciples, methetes in the Greek. Mathematics, disciplined learner of God's word so that we're equipped scripturally so then we can go out there and make an impact in our world, certainly Las Vegas. And two, that we have a heart of compassion mm-hmm. and that we get out there and we share the gospel. Uh, and so that that's our focus.
0: Yeah. I love it. Wow. I just let's just stop the episode right here. I mean, I don't No, but uh, seriously though, yeah, that's that's true. You know, um, I've talked with people before and and they ask, you know, how do I know the will of God for my life? How do mm-hmm. I know the will of God for my life? And I think you just broke it down beautifully.
1: Right. Well, uh, and he'll let you know. And of course, people, what they're really, I think, technically asking is the more specifics. But what I say is, well, those are those are two big things. You know, grow up in your walk with God, stay intimate in your walk with Christ and get the gospel out. That, that's enough to keep you busy every day. Yeah. Uh, But here's my point to use the analogy. I think many Christians are still stuck in the driveway. I'm not saying they're not saved, but they have never found out what God has called them to do, which is what the Bible says, right? Ephesians 2, 8, 9, that we're saved by grace through faith, not of works lest anyone should boast. But keep reading verse 10. Verse 10 says God has prepared for us good works to do in advance for us to do by his spirit. That's fantastic. So that means when you get saved, God really has called you to do something fantastic Mm -hmm. that only you and he by his spirit can do. It's, It's incredible right? But they're still stuck in the driveway. And it's the old analogies. It's it's like, you got to get out of the driveway, right? And it's like, okay, which is easier to steer, a car that's parked in the driveway or a car that at least is moving down the road, Mm -hmm. right? And I think many Christians are stuck in the driveway because they're like, well, God's going to, He's gonna send an angel flying through the window and he's gonna give me an 18 step plan You know, on this. It, it doesn't happen necessarily that way, mm-hmm. right? It happens when you're just busy doing his known revealed will. As you're growing in your walk with him, becoming that disciple in his word, and you're getting the gospel out, guess what? He'll steer you exactly where you need to go, mm-hmm. right? And, and just get your feet wet, do something. I, yeah. I say this, throw the Holy Spirit a bone, give them something to work with, right? <laughs> and just uh, get out of the driveway. But again, okay, and even if you're out of the driveway, you're moving, you're doing what God's called you to do that you know, you're growing up, you're, you're serving, you're you're growing in your knowledge of the scripture, you're sharing the gospel. Well, at least you're out of the driveway. Now, granted, you may not know where B is yet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but at least you can be steered. Yeah. You got to at least do something, right? Uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, it was wasn't until five years into or four years into Bible college that I had any idea specifically what God had called this life to do in service to him. Now, was I just sitting in my apartment at that time and just waiting for that? No, I I was busy doing his will. I was growing in the knowledge of scripture. I was in Bible college. I felt led for that. I didn't know what he wanted, but I figured you can't go wrong studying the Bible, right? And sure enough, I mean, I I was all over the place. I was trying whatever I could. At first I thought, well, maybe it's you know the being the headbanger dude, it was going to be worship ministry, yeah. right? And I've led worship even in ministry and stuff like that. But that's, and, and I could still do that, but that's not really the thing, the big thing. Uh, I could still do it, and it's good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the thing. Then, you know, I thought, well, maybe for a while it was going to be youth ministries. And God had us do that for for several years and internships and things of that nature. And he did a great work, and souls got saved, and that was great. But but that wasn't, the, and I thought, well, maybe it's missionaries. You know, God's given us a, a missionary yeah. heart. to, And said, well, no, no and, and we're all about sharing the gospel and wherever we can, but, but then it was about four years into it as you're just doing right. what God's called you to That's do right. or, or you're the known revealed will. And he finally steered that it was, no, it was more shepherding, teaching adult ministries. Yeah. And, but, but guess what I, I call it? It's the no brainer prayer, right? If anybody wants you to know <laughs> God's will, don't you think it's God? Come yeah, on. Exactly. So as James says, you need wisdom, right? He says, you pray, but you don't doubt. You pray. It's a no-brainer. God wants you to know His will. He's not going to play games with you. You pray, seek Him, seek His wisdom, and it says He'll not just give it to you. He'll give it to you abundantly. But sometimes you just got to wait. Yeah. But in that waiting process, you'll find nothing goes to waste. It's all preparatory yeah, right, for what He does call you to do, but you, you're not going anywhere because you're still stuck in the driveway. Get yeah. out of the driveway.
0: Get out of the driveway. Get out of the driveway. Yeah. Hashtag. Get out of the driveway. <laughs> there you go. But you know, you're right. Whatever you're talking, when you get out of the driveway, right? God begins to give you signs. Right. And he begins to give you direction, you know, but you have to get out of the driveway, like yeah. how you said. Yeah. So uh, practically, what does that look like for somebody? Okay, Pastor Billy, I'm supposed to get out of the driveway. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me what I'm supposed to do. Because I know where we have a lot of people in our audience right now mm-hmm. where they hear that message, get out of the driveway, get out of the driveway. but Mm-hmm. What does that look like day to day? Well,
1: it's, it's what I call, you know, quote, the Christian basics. And the problem is we we get off the Christian basics like, oh, yeah, I did that when I first got saved. Don't ever get off of that. Damn. That's your foundation that you're building upon. And number one, it's, it, it's going to sound very simplistic, but it's that simple. Are you in the word of God every day? Did you know that it's not illegal to be in the Bible outside of Sunday? <sighs> <laughs> you know, what a concept, right? It's not illegal. And, I, and listen, I have my own personal walk with Jesus Christ as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. I don't rely on my studies as my walk with Christ. I'm in the word every day. I'm not saying that the boast. that's my life. That's my walk with Jesus Christ. So number one, are you in the word every day? And, and, and then are you involved in the church? Uh, mm. making yourself available your yeah. greatest ability is your availability mm. right and and you make yourself say it again uh, <laughs> man say it again go <laughs> ahead your greatest ability is your availability and are you making yourself available not only in your personal time with christ but also in service to the church you're, you're there uh, th- there's services designed for you to go even deeper in the word are you making yourself available there's needs in the church there's areas for service how do you know maybe that's the gifted thing that god's called you but how do you know if you don't make yourself available yeah. getting all tried out you know uh and, and granted, maybe over time, you're thinking, "Wow, this ain't quite necessary. Well, then don't stop. Don't go back to sitting in the driveway. Get out and try something else. God will steer you where you need to go. So again, it's really that practical. Stay tight in your walk with Jesus Christ. Get in the Word every day. He'll lead you. He'll guide you, right, where you need to go. I I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but, you know, sometimes you're reading the Bible and a verse pops out and you're going, whoa, God, (laughs) maybe that's you trying to tell me something (laughs) today. Well, imagine, well, if you're only in there, couple times a year, well, what do you
0: expect? Exactly. But if
1: you're in there every day, man, you got at least the availability aspect that you got the potential that God's going to speak to you and direct you through his word. Yeah. And then as you're serving, then he's going to lead you in that process. It's yeah. really that
0: simple. It's not a difficult thing. Listen, if you're watching or listening to this right now, Pastor Billy is a man on fire, you all. <laughs> Pastor Billy is a man on fire, all right? But I mean, this is, the practicality of it is, is, it's just that it's very practical yeah getting to your word every day mm-hmm. i've i tell people this i tell in my own congregation the lowest hanging fruit on the tree of spirituality is daily bible reading yeah it's the it's the easiest thing you can do to mm-hmm. begin to develop in your walk with the lord yeah and for whatever reason people just uh you know we as spiritual leaders maybe we haven't led them in that way maybe mm-hmm. we haven't developed in that way but when you can grab a hold of the word of god Mm -hmm. Like you said, God's going to begin to highlight verses in there, talk to you, and he's going to begin to transform your life into the life that he is always destined for you to have. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: and again, I think part of it is just understanding that part of it, I would say, may very well be a spiritual warfare issue. Mm. Because who do you think doesn't want you in the word every day? Who do you discovering what God's called you to do? Because he doesn't want you to become a threat to him.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I.e., become a disciple and start... Uh, uh, being a, a great light and salt for Jesus yeah. Christ in the midst of this dark world, uh, he certainly doesn't want you in the world, and he certainly doesn't want you praying, and he certainly doesn't want you serving. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. You might start growing up and making an impact, and for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Well, so I think some of it's a spiritual warfare issue, uh, uh, on one aspect, and and uh, but the, but the other thing too is it, it, it could be just simply that we get um, brainwashed into thinking that is it really that simple? I mean, that's what I did when mm-hmm. I first got saved. Well. Again, that's the, I think another challenge. Yeah, you did that when you first got saved. Why? Here's the deal: I shouldn't have to give you a sermon to be in the Bible and praying every day, if you love Him, mm. right? And now yes, you go sir. back to uh, the warning to the church in Ephesus. They were the first church, and it said that men; these guys knew doctrine. They had great teachers. They had great leaders. They wouldn't put up with false teaching. And you know what their problem was? They left. Their first love Man. in fact in the greek there it wasn't just left or lost like oh no i woke up one day and where did it go that's not what it meant <laughs> it literally means to divorce wow. so that means they were going along great they were loving jesus and as they were loving nobody should you shouldn't have a taskmaster to be in here but as you're normally in love with him you want to spend time with him, like a normal relationship, right? If you love your spouse, yeah. right? You want to spend time with him. You don't find excuses to, to be around them. If you do that, that's a sign you're not having a good quality of a relationship. But you want to get to know him. You want to speak to him in prayer. You want to have that communion, that communication. You want to learn about him, right? That's it. That's a normal heart. But here they were. They started out that way, and it began to bear the fruit of that. They became a powerful church. They be, they knew truth. They, were, they wouldn't put up with false doctrine. It was a great church full of now great leadership, but one day, they woke up and said, no, mm. I'm not going to read tomorrow. Maybe later, maybe the next day. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to share the gospel. And that's what happens. So I think sometimes people, uh, it's a spiritual warfare issue. And, and and then that's why you're still stuck in the driveway. Yeah. Because you have allowed somebody to trick you, okay, to get off of the pathway that will lead you to what God's called you to do, praying, Bible reading. It's It's really that simple. Okay. But the other aspect too is, Maybe it's not a spiritual warfare issue. Maybe it's you just woke up one day as a Christian. You started out on fire with Jesus Christ. But what happened? I don't know what it was. I don't know what the excuse was. I don't know what the rationale was. But can I tell you something? You better get back on track. You know what the old-fashioned term was? You don't hear about this in church. Tell me, go ahead. Backsliding. (laughs) You Backslidden. and, And you need to get back on track. So if you're out there wondering, God, what I've been saved for 500 years. I came over with Noah and the family on the ark, and I've been, yeah, whatever. But I've been (laughs) saved forever, right? You know, I still don't know God's will. You know what? Then something's going wrong. It's either spiritual warfare and or, guess what? You lost your first love for Jesus, and you need to get back on track. Because, listen, if you love him, you're in there. You don't have to have the preacher tell you to get in there. You love him. You want to be in with him. And guess what? If you just keep doing that. You'll find out sure enough, God wants you to know his will. Yeah. But you've ejected from the methodology that
0: he's given you to mm. discover that will. Mm. Um, but you're right. You know, we the, the devil, you know, you didn't say the devil whenever you're saying the you yeah. know spiritual warfare, but the devil, the devil knows the power of the word. That's yeah. what he used to come at Jesus in the right. wilderness for 40 days. Right. And of course he doesn't want you in the Bible. Of course, he doesn't want you knowing the word because he's afraid of the word. Mm-hmm. He knows the power of the word, he wants to keep. Christians ignorant yep. of the word. Right. Um, there's that. And then getting into the word, knowing the word, getting out of the driveway. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm going to throw some pastor Christian cliches out here, right? Yeah. But you are not saved to sit. You were right. saved in order to be sent. Yeah. And so you got to get in the word. Let it saturate your mind. Let it saturate your soul. Let it saturate your spirit. Let it get deep down on the inside of you and then go out and release the word. hmm release the gospel, go out and tell people, hey, listen, God is a good God. His kindness is what leads us to repentance. And this is what I have living on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. You need it too. Because guess what? How many billies are out there? Headbangers, Mm -hmm. running hard from the Lord, involved in all this demonic, occultic stuff and everything like that. But it took somebody, like how you said, Mm -hmm. you had two people. Who planted the seed on the inside yeah. of you. Yeah. And whenever you were in that moment of one of your lowest lows, that seed began to come up. Yeah. And it transformed your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Man. Well, and again, I I like you, like you said, uh, I said, you know, hey, just because you got your so-called fire insurance doesn't mean you sit around the blessed assurance. You need to get up and get motivated and, and share the gospel. And, and and that's what it is. It's uh, I think another uh thing that's uh prohibiting Christians from, if you will, to discover what God's called them to do is because self is still on the throne. Mm. And this is actually very disturbing to me because I came out of this because I got involved in Satanism when I was about 16, 17 years old. I made a pact with Satan yeah. as a non-Christian. And uh, to show you his character, uh, within about three months of that, I tried to kill myself three different times, twice wow. tried to OD, once I shot myself in the chest. And, um, but uh, but Satan is real. and uh, But the number one law of Satanism, you know what it is? Do that wilt. Do what thou wilt came from Alistair Crowley, right? Uh, Anton LaVey, of course, repeats that Satanism, uh, but it's all about me, myself, and I, the unholy mm-hmm. trinity. Now, you look at what's the average, unfortunately, dare I say, Christian who's been impacted by this world because they're not in the Word of God. Mm. What do they live for, Pastor Aaron? You know this. You know this is shepherds. Oh sure, right. Most Christians, it's what do you got for me? Mm. It's about me. What do you got for me? What do my, me, my, me, my, what, that's the, you're living like, listen, this sounds harsh, but really, if that's what motivates you every day, if you're living for me instead of he, then you're living like a Satanist. That's mm. the number one law of satanism. Oh, it's man. all about self. Yeah. And then you wonder why your life is turning out so devilish. Mm. I'm not saying you're not saved, man, but you're running the, with the you devil. You were breaking
0: it down today, <laughs> man.
1: You were breaking it down. right. And so my point is, if you get out of yourself, yeah. Which, what did Jesus say? You want to be his disciple? What's well, the first thing he says? You must deny yourself, yep. pick up your cross. So when you start living, and then when you give up your life, you're what? You find out what life's really all about. That's true. In Christ. So so it's the exact opposite, of course, from Satanism. But when you get out of that, that's that outward mentality. It's not about me anymore. It's about he. I want to learn about he. It's not about what you can do for me. And No, it's about growing in he. And then I take what I learned from him, his truth, and then I'm outward focused again, and I start sharing it with people out there. Yeah. That's why the Bible says, listen, renew your mind with the word of God. This is the only book on the planet that unbrainwashes us from the brainwashing we received from this wicked world system, yeah. no wonder
0: the enemy doesn't want you in there, man. Pastor Billy, we need it. We, I mean, we we need like three more hours with you, man. I mean, <laughs> good night. We need your own show on this thing, man. <laughs> Telling you what, this is this is incredible. I mean, uh my mind's just blown right now. I mean. Yeah, for those of you guys listen, listen, you guys need to get to Sunrise Bible Church. There you go. Where Pastor Billy preaches yeah. the unadulterated word of God. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. Though the do you know the satanic message, you know, do thou yeah. do what thou wilt. Yeah. Um it's it's rampant in yeah. the world and it's rampant in the church, man.
1: Well, the churches now have actually catered to that. No, mm. no, no, again, let me put the stinger out there. Look, because this this is what it's defined as. It it churches out there are catering to that. What was that we just described? Churches are out there catering to Satanism, mm. right? That is all about self, right? But listen, I, I'm not here to, you know, I'm here to preach the whole counsel of God. And and sometimes you're going to get messages on heaven, but you know what? You're going to hear hell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to talk about forgiveness and love of sin, but you know what? I'm going to talk about God's wrath. And uh, uh, our need to stay away from sin oh, yeah. and backsliding. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, you know um, things that you know pleases God and things that don't please God, right? What, because you that's what you get when you read all the Bible. That's right. But a lot of churches say no, it's all about self, self yeah. this, self that. That's Satanism, right? Yeah. And so how can you do that, right? And then you wonder why people are acting and living like that, but you cater to that, right? And, and I don't know if you ever experienced this. I'll give you one example. This was. Uh, 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 Back in the day, and my very first senior pastor, and I had this lady come up to me, and I'm preaching. And what was really sad, I'm preaching. I was doing a study on creation versus evolution. And uh, her husband and teenage son, they were just enthralled, engaged in it, whatever. But she was back there the whole time, giving Uh-oh. me the stare. You ever get the stare from the person? And they just couldn't wait for me to finish, man. <laughs> and here they come down the deal. And and she just come, just started and berated me. She says, I did not come here for this. And I, I'm going, well, what did I Preach that was wrong. Well, was, I'm, I'm here to preach the Bible. You know, if you're certainly in the Genesis account, you got to deal with creation, oh, yeah. right? That's in the Bible. I'm not. I'm not reading out of the breeder's digest. But anyway, so I didn't come here for this, and it's like, well, excuse me, I didn't uh, realize that the service revolved around you. Mm-hmm. But see, churches do that. I'm not, they, and, and that's the game that they play because Jesus tells us what's a successful church,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a successful church is one who goes out in the world. That outward focus, not inward. Like Satanism, and you go out there and you make what? Not numbers, not pew sitters, disciples. disciples, disciplined learners. So, and Jesus said, He says, you want to be success in His eyes, okay? Then you get out there and you focus on spiritual maturity, which happens when you preach the whole counsel of God. Yeah, right. And then the church gets equipped and goes out there and, and impacts the world with the Great Commission, right? That's not what churches do and say. Churches are now they've redefined so-called success. It's not spiritual maturity. It's numerical maturity at all costs, right? Mm. Not, okay. And so, uh, and, and then they've bought off to lie that it's numerical at all costs. And the cost is this right here. This mm. is why the typical person will not hear Jesus, ever. I call it, it's the silent H word. When's the last time your pastor ever preached on hell? When's the last time your pastor preached one third of the Bible called Bible prophecy? When's the last time he ever mentioned wrath or uh, backsliding, things that we're talking about, yeah. or spiritual warfare, the devil or demons? I mean, that's yeah. all over the scripture. Yeah, right. And, and here's, here's my point. If you never have, then I don't care how much that guy tells you he loves you, he doesn't. Mm. And he's not giving you Christianity. He's giving you censored Christianity because he's bought into a lie from this wicked rule system that has infected the church that a a successful church is the one that's got all the numbers. I'm not against numbers. I think if you preach the whole counsel of God, you're going to grow in numbers, but that's not you don't get the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. The numbers that are growing at that place is one that now they're mature. Right? Why do you go to so many churches? And it's like, man, those people are—are are they even saved? Yeah. Maybe Christians, whatever. Well, what are you doing? You're not teaching the word, and and do you even give the gospel? And so my point—I tell these people, I say, listen, I don't, I don't listen, I don't care if you got five people, fifty people, five hundred people, or five thousand people that attend your service. But if only five are actually saved, what mm. did you just accomplish? Are exactly. you actually encouraging people to go to hell? Wow. Are you crazy? But see, that's what's going on. And again, it's a self mentality. Like I'm here to. Please yourself. I will never say anything that offends you, which now you're not teaching the whole scripture. I I will only do things that will build (laughs) yourself up, learn to be financially successful, how to build your self-esteem, right? And all those things that are catered towards self. And you know what you'll do? You'll get your numbers, but you know what? Lost people like that. Mm -hmm. And what's sad is I'm not against lost people coming to church services, but then you don't even give the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so you got what, you got your reward before men, you got your big numbers and you're out there boasting about it, notching your belt, all full of spiritual pride, but listen, you are spiritually bankrupt because you are not teaching the whole counsel of God. As a shepherd, we are called to to not only love the sheep and, and uh, protect the sheep and care for the sheep, we are to preach the whole counsel yeah. of God. That's all of the scripture, and if you're not doing that, you need to get a different job changing tires or picking peaches, but don't call yourself a shepherd.
0: My goodness, my goodness. Listen, I'd like to have you on the show today, man. This has been good. This has been good. So, if people yeah. want to get in contact with you and find out more about uh, Sunrise Bible Church, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Best way for uh, here locally with Vegas with uh, the church is sunriselv.com. SunriseLV is in Las Vegas.com. Uh, Sunrise Bible Church. Our services are uh, uh, Sunday mornings at nine and at ten forty-five, and a Wednesday I teach at six thirty. And uh, but also we have a teaching ministry that I've been doing for years called Get a Life ministries. Uh you can reach that at getalifemedia.com or you can just download the app, search for my name Billy Crone and that's for free. Uh we got documentaries, books, DVDs, the whole nine yards that awesome. uh, people can uh to take advantage of and we don't copyright our material. So if you get the DVDs, make a billion copies, get it out there, we don't care.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, listen, It's been a pleasure having you watch this week's episode of Las Vegas United. Can you do me a favor? Uh, I know many of you are watching this on Keen 17, but we also have some people who watch this on Facebook and YouTube. If you watch this on Facebook and YouTube, would you go ahead and drop a like down below? And would you also comment on this? Tell us. While you're watching this, what's the biggest takeaway you've gotten from this episode? If you're listening to this on Spotify or or iTunes, go ahead and, and subscribe to the podcast and that's just gonna help us get the word out about what God is doing right here in our city. Listen, thank you so much for watching this week's episode and we will see you next week right here on Las Vegas United. God bless you.
2: Hey Las Vegas, we appreciate all your support for our show. Next week, Pastor Aaron talks with Pastor Deontay Atkinson of Kingdom Family International Church. The two reminisce over the many years they have been part of each other's lives, while Pastor Atkinson imparts his wisdom on leading a church, a family, and a community at the same time. This conversation focuses on the importance of fatherhood and not letting your blessings get in the way of your purpose. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. The guest this week is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Bible Church. For more information, visit sunriselv.com. You can also follow Billy Crone on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Las Vegas United is produced by CTN Vegas, the Las Vegas location for the Christian Television Network. For more information about CTN Vegas and our show, please visit ctnvegas.com.